truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. If you'd like to join us, 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email us. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. So we've got a jam-packed show here today. Bottom of the hour. We're going to kind of have a two-part fake news or not this week. And the first part is we're going to have a little roundtable discussion amongst ourselves on the latest developments now with this uh, bombshell that wasn't from the New York Times. And now you're seeing some counter-reporting going on here from CBS News of all places. And, you know, we know that there's a percentage of you in the summertime kind of check out, relax. You're like, you know what, man, the the decline and fall of Western civilization is going to be there after the kids go back to school. And I've got to have my own little personal Sabbath here. Totally get that. The, all of us have our own personal Sabbaths for me. It's the football season. Uh, you know, for Todd, it's probably following uh, Ainsley around, you know, running races. And for Aaron, it's, learning to pilot or building coffee tables, correct? Yep. And then football season is in there for you as well a little bit too. So we all have kind of our own little Sabbath, so we get it. So if if you're one of those people that that took some time away from the clown show called America's Cultural Collapse, and you're wondering why we're doing some things differently with fake news or not, I want to reset that in light of what we're watching transpire right before us right now in real time. And then we'll get to some fake news or not. We've got some clips locked and loaded for Todd and Aaron to judge. And then we've got Pop Culture Tuesday. We look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And and, and guys, we figured out how to get leftists to sign up for capitalism. We have, how did we, how could we do this? How could we crack the code? And it's a lesson we learned from the People's Republic of California, of all places. So we're going to get to that uh, a little bit later on as well. But I have a big announcement here uh, to start off the program. Uh, Today is Constitution Day. That's not it. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And we're going to talk about that uh, in the overtime today for our Blaze TV subscribers. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Does it matter that it's Constitution Day? Is it a complete and total dead letter? We'll get to that uh, in the overtime later today. If you're not yet a subscriber, blazetv.com slash dace is how you can be. If you are a subscriber, just be patient. It'll be up there for you in a few hours. Now, here's the other big announcement. Are you ready? I'm not sure. We are down to 99 days until Christmas, guys. We're (laughs) under triple digits. Aren't you even going to give pumpkin spice its full run? You're just leapfrogging that You know what? The beauty is there's plenty of pumpkin spice well into Christmas time. And then you get pumpkin spice with all the, the, the holiday mint stuff at the same time. I mean, that's, that's like a, you know, sugar magnolia, Grateful Dead. I mean, you can't wait for that time of year, right? Inject that right into my veins. How many days till Valentine's Day? I am a, I'm a straight white male. I have no idea. So um, That was the correct answer. Yes, you. always the correct answer according to the do code, even if you know that is the answer that you must give. Well, I mean, if you're black, don't give that answer, okay? But, 
you're, the correct answer is I'm a straight male and you can give your racial designation if you so choose, but that's for extra credit. Uh, I'm a straight male and I, I don't know the answer. Even if the question is asked on February 13th, that is the correct answer. Yep. Correct? Yep. Well, I don't know. You, let's not set Aaron up for a failure here. He's got to get this thing I right. I mean, well, let me, let me clarify this. If you're asked this by another dude, that is the correct yes. answer. Yes. In any setting. In any setting, if you're asked when's Valentine's Day, the correct answer is I don't I don't know. That is correct. Yeah, there you go. Okay, but it's 99 days now, 99 days until Christmas, which is an excellent opportunity to introduce you to one of our new partners here on the show. Because if you want to talk about the holidays, it, it I know it may be crazy early to talk about that, Todd. Right? Unless you went to Costco this week, like me, and there was plenty of Christmas stuff out already. Now, it's too early for me to partake, but I, I did take a glance. I took a glance. <laughs> you know, I didn't quite make it over there, you know, but I did kind of slow down a little bit walking down the aisle just to get a good look at it, know that it's comforting that, to know that it's there, right? So this is where it's... And that it's coming. This is where I find capitalism a little crushing, to be quite honest. Can we, can we have a little bit more socialism this time of year? <laughs> But trust me, you don't want to go through another holiday season taking closed mouth photos while everyone else is grinning ear to ear. Getting a photo ready smile starts now and it's easier than ever with clear aligners from Candid. Candid aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces. Treatment takes just six months on average. So this is now the time if you're thinking about that for the family Christmas photo. All right. An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan. They'll then show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth are going to look when they're all done. Candid's aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. They ship them directly to you, so there is no hassle uh, of going to the orthodontist office, and Candid costs about 65% less than braces are going to run you. All right. So with each aligner purchase, uh, Candid also donate, donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% uh, free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. So you're going to save money and donate to a great cause as well. So if you want to get photo ready smiles for the holidays, all right, go to candidco.com. Candidco, Candid, C A N D. I do like candid camera back in the day. It's candidco.com slash truth bombs. All right. Candidco.com slash truth bombs. Uh, and uh, you'll get 75 bucks off. That's nothing to sneeze at. All right. Candidco.com slash truth bombs for $75 off and a Christmas photo. Your teenagers won't be ashamed of this year. Not that I have any history with that. And now here's Aaron with what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by oil. Yesterday, the price of oil jumped almost 20% after attacks on some of Saudi Arabia's crucial oil processing infrastructure. The price fell this morning after a report that the Saudis will have their oil output fully restored in two to three weeks. But tensions in the Middle East are ramping up after the United States all but blamed Iran for the attacks. Moving on, the former president of Planned Parenthood, Dr. Leanna Wen, said in a letter recently that the abortion company is doing their very best to silence her. Wen stepped down after a brief stint with Planned Parenthood, essentially because she wasn't pro-abortion enough. President Trump presented New York Yankees pitching legend Mariano Rivera with the Medal of Freedom yesterday. And for that, being, a, uh, being American, 
I'm so proud and honored that uh, coming from a small town, beautiful town, beautiful country called Panama and live with my family here and understand the language and everything that we go through, I'm proud to be an American. Checking in on Trump primary challenger Joe Walsh. Yes, that's still a thing. I've given up on the Republican Party. The Republican Party is a cult, right? They, they no longer stand for ideas. The Republican Party right now is all about washing their leaders' feet every day. That's what they do. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, it's funny because you're running as a Republican. Es gracioso porque te postulas como republicano. A new post-debate poll of early state primary voters by the morning consult shows Joe Biden leading the field with 34 percent. Bernie Sanders is in second with 21 percent. Elizabeth Warren shows up with 13. Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris round out the top five with five percent each. The state of California has banned travel to Iowa because the state's Medicaid program won't fund gender transition surgery. A video surfaced this weekend of a man trying to learn all the right pronouns and, you know, gender studies. And we're all him. But yeah. I want to say this. for a lot, a lot of women have been hitting me up saying, Meek, so if you like uh, 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 trans women or you're attracted to trans women, does that make you they're, they're men? Right. They love to say, but they're men. Wrong. So Wrong. someone said to me, if that is true, so for all of you cisgender women, naturally born women who think that trans women. Assign, not, not naturally born. Again, not naturally born. Nothing about it is natural. I told you I make mistakes. Nothing about that is natural. Okay, so what I'm saying is for you, women, what's the language? Assigned female at birth. Okay, so for women who are assigned female at birth and stick to that. And for whom that is consistent with how they identify. And who for whom that's that's a lot of words. Who, stick with it. Okay. You, you, you are in a commitment for a stance. So yes, do the work. Yes, do Here the work. Come on. Teach me. Say it again. Do the work. Do it again. For whom? For whom? And finally, the rhino of all rhinos, Sean Spicer, made his debut on Dancing with the Stars last night. And that's what happened while we were away. Need a little pumpkin spice right now there. Guys, I'm, I don't know if you noticed, I'm having an off day. That montage was just weird. It was just a weird thing. What's weirder? The shirt Spicer is wearing. Yes. Or their attempts at this breakfast club to decipher pronoun soup. Yes. Uh, Yes is the answer. Uh, If you're in pain after watching Aaron's montage, it's because you were paying attention. And now you may need Relief Factor like never before. Relief Factor sponsoring Aaron's montage today. If you are struggling with chronic pain that comes from inflammation in the body, you're like millions of Americans doing the same thing. You may have tried a lot of drugs. Maybe the symptoms go away for a while, but then return. You ever wondered, I mean, a hundred some odd years ago, how did dudes stand up on Henry Ford's assembly line 12 hours a day? Right. I mean, how did how did how did people work, um, you know, in the fields when America was still largely an agrarian society in many places? I mean, how did they work in the fields all the day long? How did people do this? Well, 
uh, for various reasons, a lot of them, uh, cultural conditions, behavioral, they were better at pushing back on inflammation because your body was made to do that. All right, your, your body was made to push back on chronic pain. That's not pain from an injury or an ailment, but pain from inflammation in the body. This is where Relief Factor comes in 100% drug-free, even though it's a formula devised by doctors, which I think is the best news of them all because it shows they're looking to unleash the body's God-given power to heal itself in some of these areas. So if you want to give this a shot, I use it on a regular basis. I swear by it. All right, it's, it's made a huge impact in my life. Would highly recommend you start with the starter kit. $20 a, a week, or I'm sorry, $20 for three weeks, so a dollar a day. That's it, a dollar a day to try this for three weeks. What do you have to lose except maybe finally, hopefully the pain, go to relieffactor.com to find out and get the starter kit. A dollar a day for three weeks at relieffactor.com. You know, I, I had <clears throat> the most uncomfortable limo ride in American history with Sean Spicer. I've told that story before. And um, it, it was when I was first brought in now as a full-time member of uh, Salem Radio Network's uh, hosting lineup. And uh, they, they brought their whole broadcast team. So me, Shapiro, uh, Bill Bennett at the time before he, he was going to actually announce his retirement there. Uh, Hugh Hewitt, uh, really a, a great group of guys, really. Michael Medved, we're all out there and uh, we're flown out to Santa Barbara to meet all of the regional managers and VIPs. And I and have had a bit of uh, a few run-ins in my career with Sean Spicer, mainly because he was, he was Reince Priebus's Grover Dill over at the RNC. Uh, I mean, he, he was the guy that was, his job was to put down the conservative base. That was his job, put us down. He was like the, the, the wannabe enforcer. It's just like, if you spend five minutes with him, you just, you couldn't take it seriously. Like, you know, he means it. Like, you know, Beta or Work means it when he says, hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. But you just kind of know that he couldn't if he tried, right? You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, you know, he's sincere. You know, he means it. But you also know, you know, you would, you, you'd step on his neck three times on, on your way over to the, you know, uh, uh, to where you keep your ammo, <laughs> right? You know, so, you know, he wants to, you just know that he can't, you know? And, and you knew, you knew Spicer really was trying to intimidate you. You just, you just knew that he could not. And the, he gave a presentation at this event. And it was essentially trying to convince us how to shill for the GOP with our shows. And I got up and walked out. I did. I got up and walked out about halfway through. I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. It's like that scene in The Natural. Losing is a disease. Where they're doing that loop montage, you have to lose all those games on the back. They're on that road trip on the train, and finally Roy Hobbs just as contagious as syphilis and polio, and Hobbs just can't take it anymore. He just gets up and walks out. Sit down, Hobbs. Right? I just I just got up and walked out. That's I couldn't handle it. Well, lo and behold, is they're pairing people up to take a, and maybe it was maybe it wasn't a limo. Maybe it was just like a really fancy Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Oh, that yeah. could be mistaken for one, perhaps. Okay, it was something like that. It's a it's a bigger, blacker car than I I can afford or drive. So either whatever. way, you had a driver exactly, and he was like in a suit and stuff. Yeah, you know. So when they're pairing people up to to fly to drive him back at the end of this conference uh, at the Santa Barbara to the Santa Barbara airport. Lo and behold, who do you think gets paired up together for this commute? Wasn't exactly me and Mrs. Jones, all right? 
Okay? It was me, or Sean Spicer, and I, I think is the correct grammar before you, you stab me. And I got to tell you, it was probably 93 degrees outside. That was a really cold car ride. <laughs> a little chilly. It was. I think I saw my breath in that car. And I mean, I'm, we're both, you know, it, it's, it's like when two football coaches who can't stand each other meet out at midfield before a game. Shake it. Good luck. And just turn around. There, that was it. We both get in. Did you have a good time? Yeah. All right. He's looking his way. I'm looking mine. Both pretending to be on our phones. At least I, maybe he wasn't. He might have more friends than me. I had nobody. I was pretending to be on my phone just so it didn't seem so awkward. And I mean, you could like see your breath in the back of this car. And it was only like 15 minutes to the Santa Barbara airport. It's not that big of a you know commute. But it, it felt like we were on the Yukon on a sled. All right, that's how long this thing took. I don't believe a word was spoken after the initial really socially awkward uh, courtesy, uh, you know, greeting courtesy. And as awkward as that moment was, it doesn't approach watching Sean Spicer in that shirt in that video. He's so happy. <laughs> yeah, he is. There's synonyms for happy, right? If you look him up, you look up synonyms for happy. Anyway, um, do you think he chose that shirt? Yes. <laughs> How about this one, guys? I do. No way. Yeah. No way. Come on. You think he did? Oh, yeah. Here's what I think happened. I think they suggested the most ridiculous shirt because they'd love to humiliate him, right? And you know how, you know how mainline Republicans like Spicer operate. Yeah, they, they just so, want to be... Yes, they so want these people's approval. Yes. They hate us yep. and want these people's approval. So, you know, they got together. They brought in the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy gang. Dude, what could we put Spicer in that we could convince him is a good look just to humiliate the hell out of this guy? And so they grabbed this yellow-green flamingo shirt with ridges. Mm-hmm. All right. And ruffles. And ruffles. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Ruffles. Thank you. I mean, I proudly don't know this terminology. Proudly. Besides the color, it's pretty much the puffy shirt from that Seinfeld episode. Is it? it? actually okay. is. Yes. All right. Um, and, and they're like, dude, see if you'll put this on and go out there in this. That, and you know, they, they had some Queer Eye for the Straight guys go up there, type of guys in the costume department. And, that, and they really want to, the Spicers of the world don't like you. They really want the approval of these people really badly. And you know that's how, you know that's how they got him to wear that shirt. You mm-hmm. know that's how. It wasn't like he picked that out himself. Some, they, they grabbed that as an attempt to humiliate him. And he is so, Republicans like Spicer are so desperate to be liked by the, the in crowd on the left that he just thought, I mean, look at the crap-eaten grin on his face in that video. Doesn't he look like he's the cat that just swallowed the canary man? Yeah. Yeah. Like he knows something we don't know, right? He's like, I'm in love and I don't even yes. care. <laughs> yes. Right? He's in his element, man. You ever seen Sean Spicer? You've his why, whole career smile like that. That's that's why it's the most bizarre. That's what I said during the video. It's the most bizarre video I've ever seen. Seriously. All of all of the above. It is just the bizarre thing. 
let, let's stick with the bizarre. First of all, these are there. There are, there are occasions I I am glad to be wrong, and I'm wrong a lot. It's just like hardly ever on the bad stuff. Like I'm almost always right on the bad stuff. This is something I want to be wrong about. Our Republican governor here in Iowa, Kim Reynolds. In the time you guys have worked with me, can you think of anyone else that I told you going in, total squish, that I didn't turn out to be right about? Anyone um, else? Anyone well, else? She's prob- she's as big of a departure as I she's can think got, of. She might, she's the first one, I think. She's like, and I don't mean like my expectations were down here because they were. And she like went here. She's gone like way over the top of my expectation. Yeah, I don't think we ever really commented on Josh Hawley before he was elected. Yeah, I didn't know much about him. I was not really expecting much, but he's turned out pretty well. But I don't think we commented on him. I mean, Kim Reynolds, I I can't believe some of the things that she's been willing to do and say. And now to to have California single you out, to say we're going to ban state travel because you won't cover in your state You've banned the, the, the coverage of self-mutilization. I mean, it, if, if, that's not, if that's not in your next campaign reelect, I mean, you can't get a better endorsement than that. Yep. But there's, a, there's another angle to this that I think has gone lost, and I've been saving it for this show. How has Kamala Harris get a campaign in the Iowa caucuses go? She's a U.S. senator from California. She's a state employee. They have banned... Travel by state employees in California to the state of Iowa. Don't. How does Kamala Harris campaign arrest this woman, right? She's breaking the law. Every time she does a campaign event in Iowa, breaking the law, breaking the law, right? How does she, how does she continue on in the Iowa caucuses, guys? Do you know, Todd? How does that work? She's got to be really, really careful about the uh, campaign versus uh, well, that, state right. Work I was going to just say, isn't this a very? They're they're going to suddenly have the best accountants, all the greatest accountants, and th- there's no gray area. This is strictly a campaign finance. But, but issue. she's so she's not a U.S. senator when she comes here. That but, that that's a that's not a, a permanent vocation. You're you're allowed to just sign in and out. As long as she's... There's a sign-up sheet up there in Capitol Hill. See, Guys, I've been there. There's no sign-up sheet. Which per diem right? is she going to use, campaign or Senate? But she, doesn't, but she is a state employee at all times. This is a full-time job. So she you don't like signing it out. Guys, I'm, taking, I'm, I'm signing out. I'm she, done for the day as a, the, as a U.S. senator. She can't introduce herself as a senator when she's in Iowa. She now. can't be a senator yeah. and come to Iowa, according to this. She cannot be one. She'll be a trans senator. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if she does that, caucus stand, I'm going in, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm right now a registered independent, I'm registering as a Dem, I'm voting for her. If, she, if, she is the, if she's craven enough, shameless enough to, to, then, to now identify as a trans senator. Yes. You know what, man? Hate the, at that point, I'm all in. I'm hate the game, not the player. I'm in. I'm in right then. Well, at least I'm in for like 10 minutes that night. And then I'm out the rest of the way. But that night, I'd be willing to go in there on the night of February 3rd and honor that, that level of gangsta. If you're going to claim you're a trans senator. All right, I'm transitioning. And, and, and really, the, it comes down to how the people vote. But, but I'm in the midst of a transition right now from senator to potential presidential nominee, right? You got it. Now, barring that, 
exceedingly outrageous, bizarre, yet, in a way, admirable explanation. What is the other alternative explanation for why she is not in handcuffs right now for breaking California law by coming here to campaign as of yesterday? Because this is all a troll. Oh, you don't mean you mean they don't, they're not serious about any of this. You mean like when Alyssa Milano said to Ted Cruz, "Well, I've got two guns for self protection at my home." You mean like that? You mean like yeah. when they when they jump in their SUVs and their and their private planes? You know, with the, mm. the, the the combined carbon footprint of the Horn of Africa's entire indigenous species or when uh, for one conference to yeah. talk about global warming. You mean stuff like that. Or when like Hollywood that. says yeah. we ain't going to film in Georgia, no moss. Except um, for all the stuff we're currently filming. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the, the Russo brothers are going back to Georgia, I saw. Oh, no. For the, for the next project that they're doing the, the, from the Avengers. They're going back to film in Georgia for their next project, which I think is a television show based off... Is it uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering? One of those. Wow. They're doing a television show. It's either based on D&D or Magic the Gathering. I'm much more well-versed in D&D because we played it when we were kids. I mean, hell, I remember watching the Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. Do you know anything about, no, you're homeschooled, Darren. You don't know anything. About, no. That's the devil's game. Yes. Which is why you rebelled and became a Harry Potter uh, aficionado uh, to delve into witchcraft as yeah. an adult. This is how you're rebelling against mm-hmm. your uh, sheltered homeschool life. We understand. Um but yeah, that's their next project is one of those two things. And there, and it was announced this week. They're going to film that in Georgia as they continue to boycott Georgia for its pro-life legislation. So you're telling me that in, in many of these cases, they really don't mean much of this stuff. This is just all will to power. Whatever we can say or do to kvetch and acquire power or make it look like we're exercising it. That's what we're for at any given well, time. It depends who the they is at any given time. There yeah. are the true believers. Yeah, but we, the, I agree. But the leaders, yeah, it depends from leader to leader and situation. to. They believe enough of it. You just don't really quite. I mean, it was you're right. It was eye-opening with Milano. I, yeah. Uh, she's been on this for how long? Who would have thought she's locked in? Lo- I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of these are, like, you know, Rosie O'Donnell, but I, I honestly didn't think she was going to be locked in. She's like, oh, yeah. And she just volunteered that information. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What's your take on, we're going to talk about that Joe Walsh clip in fake news or not a little bit later on. There's no way a dangling participle like that. I cannot, we would have to resign if there was, if someone had put a pinata full of pumpkin spice in front of our faces like that and we passed, we, 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 we would have to in good conscience resign for being derelict in our duty. There, there is some low lying fruit we just can't possibly ignore. That would be one of them. So we're going we're gonna to touch on that in fake news or not next hour. Your guy, you guys, as you on the, uh, the morning consult post-debate early state poll, by the way, they're a fairly average-rated pollster at 538, a B minus, which is, yeah, that's pretty average. Um, you know, if you're supposed to be more accurate than that. So they would be on the tail end of a pretty so-so pollster, but they've got Joe Biden with a double-digit combined lead in the early states. You buying that, Todd? Uh, she, mm. <laughs> yeah, you seem very exactly. confident. I, I'm. I, I mean, if I, you're going to come out guns blazes, guns blazing with an assertion like that, I'm going to have to ask you to back it up I'm, with a couple of factoids and nuggets. He's no. I, I Snopes I, is monitoring us after all. I don't, but this is why I'm trying to weigh what I just said in the last. Like who, who believes what, and. and at any one given time. I think everybody from poll to poll is still hedging bets on this thing. 
and I still don't, people people keep thinking here. I thought Joe Biden. We we talked about this. I thought it's like you know the, it's time to take the car keys away. Moment as as ruthless and cruel as Castro was uh, to him, I actually think he. He has a point to some extent. In some, some respects, extent. it's what you'll see Trump attempt to do to him. But there's a lot of people who think that was Joe's best night. That's what I, I don't... We're trying... We heard that in the last debate, though, too, right? Yeah. There, there, does, there does seem to be an element of conservative media. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I don't know if they just want to move on to the general, you know, but there is an element of conservative media that it just doesn't seem to matter what Joe Biden says or does. It's a fait accompli that he's going to be the nominee, and this is a pointless exercise to to go through all of these things. I, I don't know how many really think that. I don't know how many are saying that so that in case he doesn't win, they can go back and say, and this just shows the Democratic Party's in disarray. You know, you know. But there there's clearly a block of conservative media that that is the talking point. Yeah. No matter what occurs, I mean, he could fall. I mean, he could he could he could scream out, "I've fallen, help! I've fallen, and I can't get up." I pushed the button, and no one answered. Okay, he could do that, and and it's yes, it's laughable, but. But there's no question he's going to be the nominee. Don't you guys see some of that stuff too? Yeah, so, I think okay. I think it could be just as simple as he still has the highest name ID of anybody, and maybe we're not even paying attention uh, yeah. quite yet. That, that I think too. it could just be that simple. All right, so we're going to come back. We're going to do. We're going to start a little double-barreled fake news or not action with the latest on this Kavanaugh story because it's a good refresher. Those of you that are now getting back in the swing of things, why did we change up what we're doing on fake news or not? You're learning in real time. Stay tuned. Yes, losing your hair can suck, but what you may not know is the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT, and now there's a possible solution. The FDA approved two hair treatment products to help you control your DHT and prevent you from losing your hair. It's even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys, but until now, these products were very expensive. You had to visit your doctor as well, but here's the good news. You know, Keeps Right Keeps offers the generic versions of those two approved hair products. So not only are they 90% effective, but now they're totally affordable as well. With Keeps, you can save your hair without ever having to leave your couch, answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's shipped discreetly to your door. And you can even now get a special deal. Go to keeps.com slash stop keeps.com slash stop for your free online doctor consult and you'll get your first month of hair treatments for free as well that's keeps.com slash stop keeps.com slash stop first month of hair treatments for free at keep.com slash stop so here is the latest developments on on what's happened with with the kavanaugh situation and Here's where you can tell this is becoming a self-inflicted wound for the left. Because we now have the left fact-checking themselves. Aaron, you're laughing. Why? Um, because that so last, rarely happens. When was the last time you uttered those words? I think, or anybody I think the last time that we had this was Harvey Weinstein. When... NBC, uh, the employer of Ronan Farrow, refused the story, and then he took it. Was it the New Yorker or Vanity Fair? One of those two. You, New Yorker. New, yeah. New Yorker, and the story blew up from there. 
That was really the last time. What was that? Almost two years ago? Yeah. Okay. So it rarely happens. And it's happening right now. Just as a refresher, to reset a couple of things. So on Sunday morning, the New York Times and its Sunday editions had breaking news. It it dominates all this time to to dominate all the Sunday morning shows, which it did. Uh, A new book comes out. Now, keep in mind, there was already another book about the aftermath of what ha- of Kavanaugh written by uh, Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino over at The Federalist. And this book was a New York Times bestseller, everything else, and it was totally ignored by the networks. It was like the book was never published. Meanwhile, the woman that, did the, that wrote the book that Trump raped me in a Beverly Hill, no, it was a Manhattan um, boutique, heavily surveillanced with elite level, you know, monitoring and, and security. And I just didn't say anything about it for 35 years and then went on to kind of debunk her own story and prove that something's not, you know, both oars aren't going to the water, right? And her I subsequent, believe rape was sexy. Yeah. I she said rape was actually sexy. I, it, it was just bizarre. What was it? She got something like nine or 10 or 11 interviews on national television for a book that sold, you know, crickets. So this book about the aftermath of Kavanaugh, national bestseller, it was like it was never released. Network's totally ignored. Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino's book. So that book did a lot of damage. It was from that book that we learned that um, uh, Christy Blasey Ford's father was helping out. Uh, the, the, the Kavanaugh confirmation didn't believe his daughter's accusation. Uh, we learned about how politically motivated a lot of this was. And then in the aftermath of the book's release, Christy Blasey Ford's attorney, admitted that one of her motivations was protecting Roe versus Wade. She admitted this on camera. Yep. Right. Well, that book did a lot of damage to what already was a fairly dead and damaged narrative, which tends to happen when you make wild accusations that then upon further review, there's no corroboration for. And in fact, every attempt you make to further corroborate this with more accounts is increasingly anemic to the point that it becomes laughable. To the point they basically forced Jeff Flake into voting Republican. That's how bad their case was. So on the heels of this, another book now has been released, The Kavanaugh Aftermath from the the Witch Hunt's point of view, written by two New York Times writers. And the first story that comes out of this is another sexual assault accusation. And the accusation was that another man grabbed Brett Kavanaugh's penis. And we don't need to reset this. We already told you, though, yesterday, that is damn near a capital offense in the dude code in any language on planet Earth. I, I, don't, I don't know of a time or an era where another dude could grab your penis for any reason. And bloodshed is, does not ensue. In fact, the dude code says violence is really the only acceptable solution here. Okay, so another dude grabs Brett Kavanaugh's penis. You're laughing, but is that it? it, Right. They covered it. it. Attempted violence. Let me put it this way. You may not be able to fulfill the edict, but uh, so attempted violence is the only the only acceptable solution when another dude grabs your penis for any reason. All right. So um, another guy grabs Brett Kavanaugh's penis and waves it in the face of this Deborah Ramirez. Right. That was the accusation. Mm -hmm. Correct. And. This, of course, goes viral. 
goes cosmic all the day long until late in the evening, close of business on a Sunday night. The New York Times comes back and says, <clears throat> um, we have a correction. The alleged victim doesn't remember the incident and didn't want to be interviewed. And, and we didn't actually interview the witnesses that claim they saw it, but we interviewed a couple of people who heard from the witnesses that they heard about it. And it, by the way, it just so happens that the people who said they heard about this are former Clinton and Obama political operatives, right? Do I have all my facts straight so far? Yep. Okay. So it would, it would seem as if enough damage was done here. And I, I anticipated I was not going to talk about this when I came in today, when I left yesterday. I, I anticipated they, they're going to want to get off of this as soon as they possibly can. I mean, there's got to be some, Trump's got to tweet something. They got to be hanging on here for something, right? Or, or they can just make up some other anonymous, anonymous scoop from the White House, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, Trump, some, you know, some crazy Trump story they can just throw out there to anything to change the subject from this because it was disastrous. Yesterday's news cycle was disastrous for the media. What I didn't anticipate, though, is that some sectors of the media that don't like us would actually agree with my assessment and decide that, that this is so obvious and out of bounds and way over the top unprofessional that it's a little bit like what we saw Congressman Coons doing with Beto O'Rourke over the weekend. Dude, you cannot just come out and say, we're going to take everybody's guns. I mean, we know that's, that's the goal here. But you can't drop that for real and then, and then throw in a hell yeah, all right? I mean, you understand that's going to be like in every, you're going to get 1% if, if, if you last until Iowa caucus night. And yet Trump's going to basically be running against your statement well into next October. You're killing us, Whitey. You're killing us. That classic NFL films clip. Well, that's happening right now, now within the media. You're killing us, Smalls. All right? That's what's going down. Because now what's happening is they're fact-checking each other. A sign that this is so such this is beyond even bias, narrative casting. It's just flat-out malfeasance. It's, it's, it's poor professional practice. You know, the, the New York Times writers are saying that, um, well, we told our editors that those caveats, they chose not to include them. Except there's actually video of these same writers talking about this accusation a year ago without throwing in the caveats. In other words, this, is, this isn't even good propaganda. It's, it's really bad. It's really sloppy. As the late, as the great, late, great Jerry Glanville used to say when he coached the Houston Oilers back in the day, this is the NFL, son, which stands for not for long when you make horse bleep moves like that. All right. This is the kind of thing that blows an entire scam out of the water. It's that it's so bad and unprofessional. And that's not my assessment of how they view this. I'm only reacting to their reaction to it. Because what's happened in the last, oh, 14 hours since late last night is you've had CBS News come out with a report late last evening. And, and I, I want to make sure I quote the headline that they ran exactly. I've got it posted on my Facebook wall. This is their exact quote. 
Christine Ford's close high school friend, who Ford says was at the party when Kavanaugh allegedly assaulted her, said Ford's story is not believable and told the FBI Ford's allies pressured her and threatened her with a smear campaign to say otherwise, end quote. That is not from the Blaze or from Breitbart or Fox or the Washington Examiner. That is the direct wording of the report from CBS News. Let me repeat this. Christine Ford's, this is verbatim what they put out there last night. Christine Ford's close high school friend who Ford said was at the party when Kavanaugh allegedly assaulted her said Ford's story is not believable and told the FBI Ford's allies pressured her and threatened her with a smear campaign to say otherwise. Now, normally I'd say this is an outlier and a one-off. Somebody at CBS News got up and thought they were actually doing journalism this morning, and then they'll get called into the corner office and said, uh, that's not what we do here, okay? We... We let we let the fools over at Fox run those stories. We don't we don't have yes, there's an office down the hall that says ombudsman, but I mean really they're they're just vaping in there. There's nothing, you know, and, and try the mint, by the way. It's great before Trump bans it. Really? That that that's I thought that last night. I thought somebody just got up and thought, oh snap, I forgot we're not really doing journalism. Until right before we went on the air. Headline from Vanity Fair. Headline from Vanity Fair is saying that these New York Times writers took this story of Kavanaugh originally to the news desk. And the news desk said, you don't have the evidence. There's nothing there. This isn't a story. And that's why it was run as an op-ed in the Sunday edition of the Times. So let me tell you what that says. You and I have worked in newsroom cultures. Somebody in the New York Times newsroom who matters. Because Vanity Fair is also not going to run a story like that. They're not going to run a story like that if it's just some disgruntled copy editor who's pissed. No, somebody with with a title at a desk in that newsroom basically went all ice cube, I ain't the one, and said, nope, you are not, you're not, no. We're not your Ron Burgundy here. You're, you're not sticking us here uh, with turd burglar. That's not happening here. Not, no, no, no. You brought this to us and we tried to warn you this was a crock. This is a scam. No one's going to buy this. The story is dead. Move on. Not our job to help you sell your books. I mean, we're trying to prove America's racist here. We don't have time for this right now. Right? That's the only reason or way a publication with the status of Vanity Fair runs with a story like this. Todd, you agree or disagree? I agree, but you know they'll also this this gives great um, humor to the lie of strict line of separation between uh, the newsroom uh, and the op-ed department. Yes, I mean this is because uh, th- I agree with what you said, but at the end there's a gigantic but. You know, we can just let, let's let's do an end around and we're, we're uh, come hell or high water. This is getting in the paper one way. Yes. Yes. But what it shows you now, that's what they thought on Sunday night or Saturday night when they were mm-hmm. getting ready to run this in their editions on Sunday morning. All right. What they what what they didn't anticipate. Is. How it is getting shamed into actually issuing that correction that they issued Sunday night. 
And now, and now that they've done this, see, because here's the here's the logical thing is is the fake news or not banner shows up over my shoulder at the perfect time. If they're gonna do this, it's here's a logical question to ask. Why would I not assume all of this is fake news? Why would I not assume last, you know, last year you had that Parkland town hall at CNN where it was actually your own anchor, Jake Tapper, who came out and exposed the fact Sheriff Israel was lying in that town hall that night, was a total hack and ought to be in tar, mm-hmm. ought to be tarred and feathered, if not in prison, as an accessory to what happened in that tragedy right now. And yet, earlier this year, they gave CNN an award for a town hall that their own reporting exposed was a scam and Jake Tapper proudly accepted the reward or the award, right? That's the level of, of that's how, that's the world they would, they wish to live in. This is only happening because this, ha- it's a logical question for anybody that doesn't buy into the cult. Those of you that called in yesterday, I, you know, I just, I know people, they don't care. There's no evidence I could show them. All right. How many people is that? It's a lot, but is it a majority? No. And they still need to reach that majority. They have to have some fig leaf covering the nether regions of credibility here. Because the obvious question is, is to, to follow-up question is, why should we believe you about anything you say? Then? Why, why, how, do we, how, do we know, how do we know what happened at the Gadsden Mall in 1979 wasn't propaganda then? How do we know what happened with Clarence Thomas in 1984 wasn't, wasn't, wasn't with Anita Hill? How, how do we know that wasn't mm-hmm. propaganda? Because if you're willing, because let me, let me inform you what's driving this. And it's even bigger than just get Trump. This is not new. Trump's persona is just making it, is, is, is drawing them out all the more. But this isn't a new dynamic. See, what this is really about is Roe v. Wade. You're not learning the, the links they'll go to to get Trump. If you didn't learn that in the Russian collusion story, then I don't know what else they could do other than fabricating an, an entire conspiracy that your president was a Russian agent and have none of it be true, right? No, this is different here. This is, their, this is the shibboleth of the damned. You're stepping on the precious here. This is Roe v. Wade. That's what, that's what this is all about. It's all about Roe v. Wade. You're, what you're learning is that you wondered who are these idiots doing a die-in at Chick-fil-A? They work in the newsroom at the New York Times. That's what you're learning here. That is what you're, master what you have learned here, okay? That's what you're learning here. What you're learning is that there is no lie they won't tell, no story they won't make up and fabricate in order to get what they want. And the fact that this is out in the open is why you're seeing CBS News and Vanity Fair say, oh, hey, hey. We're supposed to do a little bit uh, better class of yes. lying here. Yeah, we, th- th- you know, th- this, country, or this, uh, this country deserves a better class of criminal. And we aim to give it to them, right? Go back to the 1619 Project. America's racist and, 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 and have that aptly timed op-ed on Christmas Day. Did Jesus ever really exist? That's, that's, that's your jam. Stay in your lane, bro. That's what they're saying to them. You can't do this. You're going you're gonna to blow this up for the, you're going to blow up our entire racket we have going here. This can't happen. You just pulled a salazzo here, all right? You're out there selling smack on the streets. We have got a good game going over here. 
We got the police paid off. We're running numbers. We've got hookers on the side. All right. And we're and, and we got speakeasies under the table. And we're all making huge bank hashtag resistance. Now you're out there dropping smack on the streets, and everybody's like, whoa, hey. You know, I thought I thought uh, the corporate dude was just going to get his jollies off before he had to go home and pretend to be a dad. And, you know, we were going to, you know, ha- on the date night, you know, have a few martinis when no one was watching. Now we're going to have a drug infested neighborhood and turn our our own neighborhoods into zombies. That's not uh, that's not the rules of engagement here. That's that's not an acceptable level of skullduggery. It's out of bounds. And you're watching the left step to its own grandfather it's the source of its own river the new york times that's the thing once you've created this monster that you've all longed to have you can't control it anymore man that well that may be what we learn all right but it goes to show you why we don't sit around and do fake news or not with clips and and comments from these people anymore they're not interested in the truth they've made that abundantly clear and so we wouldn't fact check them any more than we'd fact check al jazeera or russia today the only difference is this group speaks English for now. And we are back, hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. Speaking of the podcast, by the way, if you are listening to us today and that's the way you choose to roll, we would love it if you take some time out of your schedule to leave us a five-star review wherever you choose to podcast from and through because the more of those we get, the more the algorithms like us, see that you like us, and then help us find other people that might like us in the future too. Whoa. We've all been there. You, you know what? The idea that someone might like me. <laughs> Took your breath away. <laughs> I mean, I just, it stopped me dead in my tracks. Or I had that vision of Sean Spicer's pirate shirt in my head again. Thought you saw a bee or something. <laughs> no, no. I just, it, it was like Providence stepped in. You, you stop lying to your audience. Nobody likes you. Right? <laughs> It, 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 it's like Philip Seymour Hoffman in, in uh, Almost Famous. They made you feel cool, didn't you? You're not cool, right? So my apologies, all right? But let's just take a chance out there that you might like us. Okay. Uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us one of those five-star reviews, the more of those we get, the more the algorithms uh, like us, the more likely they are then to help us find people like you so we can keep doing this. So that's your way of contributing. To our fairly modest success here on the show. Thank you to the thousands of you that have left us one of those five-star reviews already. And before we get going with fake news or not, I want to warn you that um, that once-in-a-lifetime cruise that Glenn Beck and the VIPs here at The Blaze are taking you on. And people, I've, several of you have asked me, hey, how come you're not going on this? Well, we're not one of the VIPs here. You know, for example, we, had, we, we should have came up with more on trivia. We, we should have done this. Uh, you know, I, I, there's been very few times you guys have heard me articulate to you broadcast envy. But every damn time that promo runs before we're on the show, there's a, is my face not a mixture yes. of awe and bitterness? All right? Awe every, that, that how great of an idea that is. Every, bitter that I didn't think of it. Every right? time the moron drops. And then the imaging, moron. Yeah. I mean, I just like, every time I'm like, why didn't we think of that? 
And, it's, and, and because we didn't, that's why we're not going. We're not good enough, all right? You want to go on a trip like this where you're on the other side of the globe with people who are smart enough and clever enough to come up with stuff like Moron Trivia. Who do you want to spend a week with? A guy who literally stops breathing at the notion someone might like him? Or the dude who gets up at 5 a.m. and thinks of Moron Trivia? Who do you want to go to Rome with? That's pretty obvious. I'd rather go to Rome with them too. All right? So if you want to go to Rome and Athens and Jerusalem, the cruise through history, it's selling out fast. All right? Um, and you can get your copy or, or your reservation now. Get to your uh, Find out about the details. You can take the kids, the grandkids on this. We've been telling you about this for a, for a lot of 2019 now. I mean, it's once in a lifetime. Go to the birthplace of Western civilization, American exceptionalism. Learn your legacy as a conservative. What is it you're trying to conserve? What are the, what are the, what's the genesis of the things we're trying to conserve? You're going to go to the part of the world where these things, these seeds were planted. All right. And you're going to have plenty of fun at the exact same time. All right. So come sail That's the website. Again, come sail is where you can go to get details and get your reservations in. It's an all inclusive trip, including travel and gratuities. Make your reservation while there's still some slots available at comesailaway.com. All right, let's get to it. This week's edition of Fake News or Not, I have selected a a cachet of clips for Todd and Aaron for you guys to decide. And it's all clips from sources, be it a platform or a person, that is supposed to be bringing the, the real news to those of us that live in what's left of America. So like we talked about last hour, we're not fact-checking, we're not doing CNN clips or any of that stuff anymore, that's a waste of time, right? Instead, we're gonna turn our attention to the people who claim to be the folks that know what's up, all right? So are they giving us the what's up or the what for here, all right? See what I did there? I did. Yeah, if I, maybe I've got a shot to be on the, included you're, in the next well, one. When you're breathing again, when I'm breathing, happen. When I'm breathing, <laughs> somebody pumpkin spice me before it's too late. All right, here is clip number one. On this particular issue, we found that Juul was making certain claims about their e-cigarettes, which was not supported by evidence and which was not approved by the FDA, namely that they are safer than combustible or regular cigarettes and that they are smoking cessation devices. It turns out the FDA agreed with us on the first point that Juul should not be allowed to make the claim that they're safer than regular cigarettes so do you believe that they're breaking the law they submit to the fda is the company breaking the law well the f well the fda said that the company has 15 days to respond uh, to the charge that they are currently marketing them without fda approval and how they're going to stop well i know it's something you feel strongly about and we are going to continue watching that story very closely we have to prevent kids from vaping congressman we have to prevent kids from vaping thank Thank you. you all right so there's the fox reporter at i don't know who she is um, very grave tone. Yes, we're going to stay on this story. We're going to keep up with this story. As a Democrat from New York is talking about, Illinois. Uh, or Illinois, I'm sorry, talking about the governor of New York's, where, of course, they're really interested in the safety of children. Right. Okay. Where the, the governor of New York has issued an, an affirmative order to ban vaping, and uh, and this is why Trump was right to act on this, and you can tell, again, the reporter right there at Fox, she's very serious about this. Mm, yeah, something, absolutely. We're going to stay on this. All right. Fake news or not, Aaron, your thoughts? Uh, it is definitely um, 
definitely not fake news. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think at this point in time, people just cannot be trusted. You know what? I would even put it this way. It's for the greater good, guys. The, mm. the greater good must be upheld here. And um, So when you say people can't be trusted, you mean except for the people we trust instead of ourselves? Don't ask questions okay, like that. My, my bad. I'm sorry. Don't okay. ask questions All like right. that. Um, I mean, it's, it's obvious at this point that parents can't be trusted, you know, with their own kids. And so it is just important that um, the government steps in and do what it takes to keep us safe, because that that's really the job of of the government is is to promote the greater the greater good. Um, and you know what? Who needs who needs uh, jewel and, and vaping anyway? Really, at the end of the day. So I to- I'm totally down with down to clown with this. I wish there were more regulations. Oh yeah, regulations uh, to, to to not be able to cross the street where there's not a crosswalk. We need some more of that enforced as well. But I I, I don't. I, that's a whole nother can of worms. Have you thought? I, I like I, I, I like where you're going with this, and I'm tracking with you, Aaron. Mm, mm. Have you thought about whether we should just have regulations against lung cancer or cancer in general? Just to say you, you, you can't have cancer. Have you thought that we should just... I think... Could we do that? Yeah. I think we should just ban... We should just... Could we ban gonna, death? We're going to slap a tariff on cancer is what we're going to do. Um, that's, could we tariff death? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Slap a tariff on death. Um, I think we could do all of all of the above here. Make while, Mexico pay for it. While we're at it, I just remembered this as well. We should probably in some of the biggest states like California or New York, we should ban declawing cats. That's just totally random, not related to anything we're talking about here. But that we should de- definitely do that. Yeah. I'd like if Mexico paid for my death. Yeah. Todd, fake news or not? Well, since that congressman uh, probably thinks a. Uh, five-year-old boy should be able to pick his own pronouns uh and that uh the jars full of baby parts that we just found uh with that uh monster in the state i can't remember off the top of my head he probably thinks that's the price of freedom indiana Indiana. yeah that's well south bend of course uh uh that's the price of freedom this is fake news all right the next clip from fox news again watch Respect and understand uh, how Beto O'Rourke has huge passion around this because his hometown was torn up by another one of these mass uh, violence incidents. Um, what I'm focused on is trying to craft legislation that could actually pass. Um, President Trump, if you're watching, you have an opportunity here to genuinely lead our nation. So that's uh, Fox's Chris Wallace allowing a Democratic congressman to use their platform uh, to directly lobby the president uh, on this, which... You know, we have seen in the past uh, lobbying on Fox News Network one way or the other certainly can be influential uh, with this president. So fake news or not? What do you think, Todd? Uh, Fake news. He doesn't have an opportunity to lead our nation because there's no actual legislation on the table uh, that in any way directly uh, speaks to what would need to happen to make this stop. Chris, Chris Kroon's virtue signaling isn't any more helpful uh, then Beto O'Rourke going out there and printing his T-shirts saying, hell yeah, we're taking away your guns. He, he, he's possible because of you continuing to do this. This isn't Donald Trump's thing. Do you have a real idea? Steve, how many times has Steve said, I'll listen to it? Where is it? What do you have specifically? That was all virtue signaling. Thus, it is fake news. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fake news, but my goodness, 
if you want, if you, if Beto O'Rourke is watching, this is how Chris Coons now, this is a couple of clips that we've had on him mm-hmm. uh, this week. He really gets how to lie about this really, really well because he says, you know what? I love the Second Amendment. I go skeet shooting. I, I shoot with my, I shoot with my son sometimes and I love guns. And, you know, he seems like a reasonable guy, a common sense guy. Um, but at the end of the day, he really knows what he's doing here. He really, he's really playing to the opposite side of the aisle. And here's the thing. If he just would have changed one part of that clip and just said Jared and Ivanka, you guys have an opportunity to lead this country. You guys know where I'm going with that. You get, no, I'm dead serious. I know you are. That's why Ivanka would have said, devastating. daddy. Um, and then, and then we'd be, uh, have, you know, looking what leading really looks like. Do you th- guys, what are the odds, you know, that Chris really is a gun owner? Talking about Congressman Coons now. And he just is sincerely trying to find a policy of mutual accommodation on this because, like a lot of There's Americans, no he's, he's tired of, of these mass shootings. What are the odds? There's no chance. <laughs> Come on, guys. Aaron's I, over there trying to argue with me, and I don't, I don't even believe what I'm actually saying. I just wanted to, I wanted to give it a shot. Come on, man. Yeah. Let's get to the next clip. To the voters, look, I've given up on the Republican Party. The Republican Party is a cult, right? They, they no longer stand for ideas. The Republican Party right now is all about washing their leaders' feet every day. That's what they do. We're going to take... Fake news or not? Aaron, you get to go first this time. Uh, it is fake news. In By the, the way, context. for those of you on the radio and podcast, that's Republican presidential yep. candidate Joe Walsh yep. saying the party that whose presidential nomination he's running for is a cult. All right, go ahead. Yeah, it's fake news because I, from the context of who the the messenger is, it's it's the it's 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 the wrong reasons. Uh, he he says it's a cult just because um, just because people uh, he's he's orange man bad. At this point. And so he's just saying it for the wrong. Now, I would say that there are elements of a cult within uh, what's left of America. But um, this is this is totally this is totally bonkers. Here's the thing, though, that really, truly makes it fake news. Why are you running as a Republican? Bruh? I mean. Is anybody there? Can you hear me? Why are you running as a Hello. Republican? You want anybody? You want I feel like the guy who's trying to trying to blackmail Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're. You want to be the leader of this cult? I mean, come on, guys. Oh my gosh. So you think your boss, one of the richest and most powerful men in the world, spends his night in state-of-the-art military gear, beating the crap out of the worst criminals in this town. And your your play is to blackmail that man. Good luck. Is that what you're referencing there? Uh, yeah. 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 What do you think? Fake news or not, Todd? It's fake news because the more clips I see of him, all he reminds me of is the guy on the ShamWow commercial. Yikes. Oh. I, I am, I, you know, I've got to know. I need to know. All right. 
I need to know. You gots to know. How do you go? How is any of this... When he was... When he was essentially a carnival barker for Trump in the primary. And I think our show probably coined the phrase Trump cult. The cultish aspect about some of his support. And and their mascot is that toothless dude in Indiana still kvetching about... Goldman uh, Sachs. Yeah, Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, can you explain to me, other than he's yes. actually... Because I, I want to know, other than he's actually done a few more conservative things than we ever thought he was going to do, other than that, what is different about where things are September of 2019 with, with Donald Trump as a human being compared to where they were in September of 2015 and when, when at that point he's the front runner in all the polls and, and all through the entire race, Joe Walsh couldn't get enough. I mean, we were broadcasting it at, at Salem together. He actually took our spot when we left to come over here to CRTV. That's who they hired in our place is he took over the nighttime spot. So did, uh, did we learn some things about Donald Trump's character? We didn't know. Were, were we not aware of, 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 of the things that he's upset about other than, so other than the fact Trump has probably performed as president better than any of his conservative skeptics like us would have anticipated because our expectations were basement dwellers. I mean, they were chuds, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. That's where our expectations were. Chud-like expectations is what we had. So we're at least walking now in, in daylight, all right? We're above ground in the day and we're not melting. So our expectations were exceeded. So other than the fact he's done better than we thought, what's changed for Joe Walsh to go from Trump bootlicker um, to... Hey, this is a cult now. What, what's changed? Do you know? Well, where was where was he in during the campaign? All Trump can't get enough. He of He was even before the campaign. Yeah, you, you mean before the campaign? I mean, no, during before the election. The, excuse the, me. The whole he primary, was, the whole general election. Trump pom poms couldn't get enough of Trump. Couldn't get enough. I mean, the that, night before the election, he tweets out, "Tomorrow I'm going to go vote for Donald Trump, and if he doesn't win." The day after the election, we're grabbing our muskets. That was what he tweeted the day before the election, I think it was. Well, I think this is it this is tied to the reverse. How never Trump and what's that done to Bill Crystal, to David French. I think the same is true on this. I, one of the most fascinating things to watch in my time w- uh, with you, whether employed or not, is uh, I the least amount of instinct I had was for how you were going to handle Trump winning. Because we were part of Never Trump. Mm-hmm. And how you processed it. And how, basically, philosophically, you process it like everything else. But ne- Never Trump or or the reverse is not... Once Meaning he, you wondered if I was going to struggle with the temptation to want my, my previous controversial position justified. Right? Yeah. If I would hold on to that and, and see that as the filter by which I would see his presidency... Because I I wanted my choice validated mm-hmm. my, that I took a lot of heat for is that what you were wondering how, what I was going to do yeah okay that, and, and that's fair because that's a natural human reaction is to want our preconceived notions that we particularly ones that we felt strongly about that we took heat for it's a natural human reaction to want to see those things validated and ultimately you saved yourself uh, from the mania that we're talking about with Joe Walsh because you said like it, 
He's president now, which is what you would have to say with an Obama win or whoever we come down to the pike. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's real. I can't wish cast or virtue my signal out of this. I just have to deal with it. And I think the same is true even if you were coming from the opposite perspective. You were the opposite of never Trump. If you were slurping, like apparently, and I honestly... He was. And he was. That's not even, that's not debatable. If you, if you can't acknowledge the fact... I mean, Trump was his Kim Jong-un, you know what I'm saying, okay? Yeah. if, If you can't acknowledge the fact that this man has bigger feet of clay than any president that has entered that white house you you, you th- this roller coaster is going to it's it's going to scramble your brains and it is scrambled joe's brains he just was not he so then all of a sudden the only way he can cover it for it is virtue signaling all the way over on the other and we're dealing mm. with a double-minded man mm. and but he's not alone look at this culture yeah political or not um and I think, really, I, I, I think one of the most important decisions you've ever made, and goodness knows you get crap for it on a daily basis from both sides. You're selling out both ways. But in terms of your own sanity, it's probably the most important decision you ever made to just say this is, this is reality now. Ne- never Trump was useful and important as a campaign strategy, but it's, it's, is, is never Obama important anymore if obama's president Mm -hmm. it just it just isn't and it's quite frankly that's look at what's happened to rush rush limbaugh is kind of deteriorated because of some of the games he's played uh with the you know switching he he had people like switching parties things like that Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't think you're like operation chaos between obama and hillary that's what he called it he did count it and I, I, I don't think if you are willing to be grounded in reality, you have to fight the war that's in front of you, man. It's very difficult. And if, if, I, if I didn't have a serious faith in a power greater than me, the likelihood I would have set my own ego aside to just accept the outcome and, and want the best for people. I mean, it's not like we wanted Hillary to win. We crushed her the entire election, which put it in a very difficult position you don't want to vote for the person running against her. You can't bring yourself to vote for him, but you definitely don't want her to be the president at the exact same time. You kind of felt like the lady or the tiger. Like that was a kind of a Hobson's choice there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I didn't have an accountability mechanism that I knew was more powerful than my own ego, I, I don't know I would have had the ability just in my own willpower to set that debate and all the heat I took for it aside and try to just see this presidency as objectively as I possibly could, you know? And maybe that's one of the missing links here too, is that if you don't have that, then your ego is going to run amok. No, I told you this guy was great and couldn't possibly do no wrong. No, I told you this guy was terrible and couldn't possibly do no right, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're watching a lot of people with egos on both sides of this. And then you just have old-fashioned hacks. Joe Scarborough is just a hack, you know? Maybe Joe Walsh is one. I, I didn't think I'd seen that in his career. Not, mean I, that doesn't mean I agree with him all the time. But, but I'd never really seen hackish tendencies. This is, this, is, this is an extreme swing. This is the double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways, as you put it out. Let's get to two more. Here's the first. Now we have multiple callers this morning who say, I was a Democrat, but in 16 I voted for the president. That's the silent majority. And my conviction is that silent majority that swept him into the White House in 2016, it has only grown in the last three years. 
That's Sebastian Gorka on C-SPAN. And he's referring, by the way, to Trump Democrats. So when he says silent majority, he doesn't mean it necessarily in the context of the old silent majority. You know, these conservatives that don't answer polls that are just waiting to defy the odds on election day. He's talking about the anywhere from uh, six to nine million, depending on what estimation you look at. Americans that voted for Obama once or twice that then turned around and voted for Obama. All right. So that's the silent majority. Yeah. 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 That's the silent majority he's talking about. Fake news or not, Todd? It's, I have to err on the side of fake news. It's the kind of thing that will ultimately, if Trump does win, uh, that variable will absolutely have to be counted on. But it is because of the power of the one who is dumbest last loses and the power of this president to choke the life out of such a notion in the exactly wrong news cycle. It can't be it can't be relied upon in any way. Okay, what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I'm airing on fake news as well. I don't think it's wise to be convicted about any voting bloc that voted twice for Obama and then turned around and voted for Trump. Last clip, and want your take on this. Watch. The adversarial, nasty, uh, almost uh, uh, the most acrimonious uh, bunch of folks I've ever seen in a White House press corps. We'll never see what the atmospherics truly are in the White House. That's a shame because they won't be reporting on what is remarkable in that White House now. So a few concluding thoughts for this broadcast. A lot is happening in Washington and all across this great country of ours, and it's because we have a president who is a true leader, in my opinion. What I happen to believe will be regarded as one of this country's greatest presidents, indeed, our greatest. I spent some time in the White House yesterday, and I want to give you an unauthorized quick update on the atmosphere that I witnessed in the White House, the demeanor of the folks working for this president, for the people. It couldn't be more positive. The mood in that White House couldn't be more high energy. I've seen a number of White Houses. I happen to have seen this one in its early days, and I have seen it now. And I want you to know the joint is hopping. At every level, on every floor, this White House is energized. There's sunshine beaming throughout the place and on almost every face. This is still going, by the way. Yeah, no. Fake news or not, Todd. Uh, this isn't a cotillion. That's fake news. I mean, I. Great. Uh, speaking of the. I want to wear Sean Spicer's shirt after watching that. What was the strawberry vaping? Afternoon strawberry or whatever you said? Neighborhood strawberry. Neighborhood strawberry. Yeah. I still don't know what that means. Yeah, don't look it up. Nor do I, but. I don't want your mom to hate me. I don't know. I mean, that felt like a. How old is he? In his 70s, you know, kind of tussling you by the hair and. Go get him, kid. I mean, I. I guess I get where he's coming from, but no, that doesn't, that scrappy go-getterism of the kid out in right field, I love it, I appreciate it, but it's not governing the country. It's not even a Friday either. Boy, Lou Dobbs pulled me into Friday. <laughs> this, that's your best Tuesday performance ever right oh. there. Yes. I mean, it's... What it's a great ha- analogy. Harmless enough, but it's like, we're really, Could you imagine being like one of the 27-year-old millennial uh, production assistants whose job it was to load that copy <laughs> into the graphic in the, tele, in the, in the teleprompter? And, and they're out. Can you even imagine what they were saying to themselves in their production meeting? Oh, man. 
Is this for real? I I love coaching youth sports, and I love that kid whose attitude is positive, who gives his best. He's out and right. You know, you can't. He's on. If he has an error, sorry about that. Yeah, I love that kid. I love coaching that kid. He's you know, but the the guy at shortstop and the guy in the pitcher's mound, who's just you know stone cold, is the guy winning the ball games. You know, I, they where you he wasn't talking about those guys. He's just talking about the scrappy right fielder. That's it, which is the reason why the the one I'm way more concerned about the one who is dumbest last loses. Aaron, I'm going to do you a favor and not ask you for your opinion. I'm not going to put you in a position to have to follow that up. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you have ever wondered why you are not reaching some of your uh, health goals, your weight loss goals that you had hoped for. Uh, you're really struggling to curb your appetite. Willpower only takes you so far. You're struggling with portion sizes, craving control. Here's why. Uh, your body was made to crave calories and store them. That's because until you know the last century or so, food being a convenient commodity was was not really uh, you know the default in, in like anywhere in the world unless you were the one percent. And there's still plenty of places in the world where that's not true. It's not true here in the West. It's true here in the West. No. All right. And so when your body it was made to do that, and now all this food is readily available, willpower is only going to last for so long. Thankfully, your body was given something to be a check and balance there. It's called OEA. It's a molecule produced from your belly that sends a signal to the brain that you're full and it's time to stop eating. And that's the way the brain will end up regulating your metabolic level. Unfortunately for too many of us, though, that molecule just uh, needs a little oomph. It's that plucky right fielder that Todd was just describing. It, it just it needs a bigger glove, right? You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 it just needs a hand up, not a handout. Keep hope alive, right? And that's what Riduzone does. It keeps hope alive, right? If you go to Riduzone.com, use my name, Steve, as a promo code. You get 30% off your three-month supply. Here's all Riduzone is. It's just the OEA. That's it. Not a bunch of chemicals, caffeine, stimulants. That's all it does so that you can better uh, control your cravings and your portion sizes. Again, if you want to give this a shot, riduzone.com is the website. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for riduzone.com. And if you use my name, Steve, as a promo code, they'll give you 30% off a three-month supply at riduzone.com. All right, when we come back here um, after the break, we have finally cracked the code, folks. How is it we can get leftists to embrace capitalism? And we got the answer to this from, of all places, the People's Republic of California. We'll share that with you on Pop Culture Tuesday here next. Stay tuned. Most of us have tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars lined up, stored up as equity in our homes. It's what you're counting on is that retirement nest egg. Maybe it's your cash reserve in case of an emergency. And then just imagine the day comes, you go to take advantage of that and it's gone. The FBI calls this crime home equity theft. It's one of the fastest growing crime sprees in the country. And here's why. 
Thieves and scammers have figured out that uh, all this information about our homes are kept online in databases, which they can hack. They then make it look like you sold your home to them. They then liquidate all of your equity using that home as collateral, sticking you with the payments, the foreclosure notice maybe as well. Okay, Don't let this happen to you, especially when for just pennies a day, our friends at Home Title Lock will prevent it. They'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title, and if they detect any attempted tampering whatsoever, they mobilize to shut it down. They can help you when your bank, your mortgage lender, not even your home insurer. They can't help you. Home Title Lock will. And right now, you can get 60 risk-free days of protection if you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Go there, protect the most important investment most Americans will ever make in their lives, their own home. 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Before we get to Pop Culture Tuesday, during the break, I could not stop thinking about that Lou Dobbs Fearless Leader video. I mean, it just... And I don't know what is it with me in the pop culture references today, but two things came to mind, and one of them is a pop culture reference. Two things came to mind when I, when I watched that video. The first is, you know, we, we like to look at what obsesses people on the left on social media. And a lot of times when it's really dumb, somebody on the right will share it in their own feed and accompany it with a comment like, imagine being the person who cares about this, right? You've mm-hmm. seen that before? Yeah, yeah. Help me, help me know. Draw me the, the composite. The person who was watching that monologue the other night from Lou Dobbs and then thought, I knew it! I knew that's what was happening. Tell me, tell me who that is. Tell me. Who did you say the average demographic is of the 68 Fox? and oh. a half year old. Asked and answered. Uh, with Paul Mall. You know, loves their Paul Malls and shuffleboard. Yeah. That's that's just like July 4th music behind that thing to them. Do you remember the movie Mask from the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Love that movie. It's a hidden treasure of the 80s. Based on a true story. Yeah. Like, Cher is in there. Eric Stoltz plays Rusty. Rusty, right? yeah. Um, Bob Seger, one of his best songs, Roll Me Away, was was written for that film. Right? When, <laughs> when Dobbs kept talking about the sun shining and shining on people's faces, you know where I'm going with this? I hadn't thought about that movie in like 20 years. And I couldn't, I started thinking about Rusty writing and the sun shining on my face. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I don't know what. <laughs> well, that. That Lou Dobbs thing was like the real-life action painting of whenever they have Trump sitting at the desk and Jesus is, like, leaning around his yes. shoulder and putting his arm One around him. One of my him. favorite a, gifts, yes. yes. That, that monologue needed Bob Ross in the background. Yes, yes. In real time, just putting together a painting of <laughs> Trump. Well, there's a happy yeah. little tree over there. I had, had, like, sexy saxophone music going off in my head. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. Is that what you were thinking? Uh, yeah, no, it was more like a hopeless wander or whatever. I, I, I was thinking of Rusty and Mask and the sun shining on my face. Like the elevator music in there is like, I'm on top of the world and looking down yeah. on creation. Yeah, that's, that, that's a carpenter's yeah, tune, yes, right? Yes, carpenter's, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I don't... <laughs> I can't get past it, guys. <laughs> I can't move on. I just, I can't. I'm trying here. 
there isn't there a certain somebody else talk for a this minute, is, please. remember when we said about the dude code and that there are part of the dude code is paradoxical is is that you can have singular infractions of the dude code but if you are relentless in them th- the rest of the dudes around you that's just this thing there's part of that with Dobbs on this one. He's just yeah. like, I mean, this, maybe not one of the greatest, but the greatest president. So, I mean, he went there without blinking. I mean, he did, seamless. Uh, you just kind of like, okay, the guy's got a dude. There's there's a little bit to it. And, and the thing is, the conviction there. Yeah. Like, I, do you think he really believes this stuff? Yeah. Wasn't it just last night though that he like criticized his campaign manager? Campaign manager. Yeah, he he ripped the campaign manager that Brad Parscale or whatever that guy's name yeah. is. He ripped him on uh, on Twitter for talking about uh, after Trump leaves, then uh, one of the sons will run, and then Jav- then uh, uh, Ivanka will run, and we have a Trump dynasty. And he ripped him and said, "This is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard from a guy running the campaign of a populist politician in my life or something." So. Maybe it's just this is just his thing, right? Well, and he's right about that too. You can. This, do you think Trump could get Dobbs to do that monologue wearing the shirt Sean Spicer wore Ooh, on Dancing with the Stars last now night? Now you're talking. You think there's a plate that that Dobbs? There's enough. No. There's enough dignity there that he would say no to that. You think? No. This is a relationship that needs to stay just what it is. If he, if he, like, if he decided, uh, Dobbs, I like the cut of your jib. Like you to run my uh, press, co- uh, run the White House press. Co- no, he'd be fired in like two weeks. You got to keep it right where it is. No, that's just that's a level of commitment that this relationship probably just can't go to. Is that what I hear you saying? Which is also part of the dude code. Yeah. Let's be real about this. I mean, we're not. Let's not go down the. The trail where we're, we're asking to hold next- each other's, you know, what you call it. <laughs> that only happens at Christy Blasey Ford parties, apparently. <laughs> Tell me who, who's doing that for the next Democratic president? Who's on the air right now? Everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, actually, the answer is no one, because they'll all be working for that Democratic yes. president, as we learned in the last Democratic presidency, when over two dozen members of the press either left the, the press to go work in the White House or left the White House to go work in the press or left the press to go work in the White House and then left the White House to go back to work in the press. There were more than two dozen instances of that during the Obama years. Yes. It's Pop Culture Tuesday brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to take advantage of falling mortgage rates, but a booming economy, which leads to a boom real estate market, before you go in there, make sure you've got armed and ready an agent that you can trust. Someone who's been vetted to have a proven track record of success. Someone who has a marketing plan other than how about another open house three people will come to. And then somebody who also is professionally courteous, they return calls. They go out of their way to not give you that one dreaded call. Hey, I've got a potential buyer down the street. Can we swing by in a few? No, we just got home from work, school. The house isn't clean, right? You want an agent that you can trust and you're going to find them on this website. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there right now. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. So how do we get leftists to finally embrace capitalism? Last week, the state of California showed us the way. Peter Frampton. 
I said to mix in one more pop culture reference that made no sense. I'm sorry. Um, That's Peter Frampton, right? Yes. Yeah. That's when he comes alive. We should stop now. So Aaron's over there like, what? I don't know what was it, Peter Frampton. Yeah, exactly. Maybe after the show, I can show you the way. Okay. I, stop oh my it! Gosh. Stop it! Of all the old references, he doesn't right. know the one he found was Year of the Cat. Can yes, you believe that? But he knows what that is. Oh, okay. I love that. Did you guys know that I love that? <laughs> this anyway, Lou Dobbs? Back to Lou Dobbs. <laughs> yes. So, Pop Culture Tuesday, we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And one of the raging debates right now happening on the sports side of pop culture is compensation for college athletes. Now, paying them straight up isn't an option. And the reason why is because Title IX would require you pay the women's lacrosse player from Uzbekistan the same amount of money as the McDonald's All-American basketball player who's got a shoe deal from Nike waiting for him when he's won, after he's won and done. Right? That's federal statute. You're going to have to pay... All of those athletes from all of those non-revenue sports, exactly the same stipend you paid the football and men's basketball players that are producing that revenue for those scholarships to even be possible in the first place. So the debate is now centering around marketing rights. Why not have an Olympic model? And the Olympic model is that Olympic athletes are still technically amateurs. I mean, they, they cannot be paid professionally um, in, in sports that don't allow that. Now, some of them do, like basketball and others. But in the sports that don't allow that, they can, be, they can maintain their amateur status, but get endorsement deals. They can be compensated for their likenesses, but not for their athletic traits or services, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a lot of debate, why not have the NCAA go to something like this with college, uh, college sports? Well, last week... The state of California, I think the vote was like 76 to nothing or something. It's sitting there on Governor Newsom's desk. He can sign it or because it was given unanimous consent, if it doesn't sign it, it he can allow it to become law without his signature. Meaning he, he'd have to, it's going to become a law unless he vetoes it to make a long story shorter. This may be the first example I can remember in my career of leftists supporting capitalism. Because what is more capitalistic than it's your likeness, it's your brand, you go out into the free market and find out whether or not there's a market to capitalize on your brand and your likeness. That is the very essence of capitalism. Exchange likeness and brand for product, invention, service. Go out there and see in the market if you can capitalize if that's worthy capital that you can actually capitalize on. And, and here's how we cracked the code. See, the presumption, the reason why these leftists are for letting these athletes capitalize on their likeness in the free market, using the very capitalism they say is destroying America and, and we need socialism instead, is because... Aaron, you have pointed out in the past, what's the driving force right now in the Democratic Party? 
It's the leftist base. But they're driven by what impulse? Uh, power. Intersectionality. Oh, yeah. Okay. What drives intersectionality? Insane. Victimology. Yep. And whoever is perceived at any given moment to be the pure or the most um, uh, uh, prime directive victim in a certain situation gets the priority, right? So who's the bigger victim? The, the, the gay couple that corporate America one month a year makes a ridiculous attempt to pander to or a black kid in Detroit where 8% of the kids are reading proficient and he's playing dodge the crack dealer on his way to school. Well, we might look at that and say, probably the kid playing dodge the crack dealer on the way to school, right? But intersectionality says, screw you, kid, but good luck with that crack dealer dodge. We got to ha- we got to be there for this gay couple because Dr. Pepper hasn't run enough ads for them in June, right? That's the, inter- why are they doing that? That is the intersectionality chart. And the assumption is that drag queen story time hour uh, strikes more of a blow for victimology than helping out the kid born to a single mom who can't read playing Dodge the Crack Dealer in Detroit. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the presumption is that these athletes are victims. A lot of them, particularly when it comes to the money sport of men's basketball, are black. And so the presumption is, since they're the victims here, they, they lack agency. That's a key term for intersectionalities. Devotees, right? They love that term agency. Mm-hmm. They lack agency here. While the coaches who are predominantly white can come and go whenever they want, they actually can't do that. Coaches have these things called buyouts. All right? So, and you can't just leave for any job you want. Like the job has to want you back. We've had that conversation again before. The 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 confusion between rights and contracts. A coach just can't leave for any job that he wants. The job has the other job has to want him too, guys. It's a contract, not a right. Right. So he doesn't have a right to any job that he wants. And then when he leaves that job, uh, the current job for the job that he wants more, consideration has to be paid. Now, what what arrangements require consent and consideration? Rights or contracts, Todd? What do you think? Uh, contracts. A contract requires consent and a consideration. So if you have to contract for it, you don't have a right to it. You need consent from somebody else in order to get it. They've got to contract with you. They've got to give you agency to do that. And then if you take advantage of that agency to leave that contract, you have to give them consideration for their loss of your departure. That's how a contract works. Of course, um, these, these people on the left don't understand the difference because they really don't care. So in, in exchange to grant these players agency, they're giving them, they want to give them access to capitalism. This is a tremendous opportunity for us to make an argument. If this is what provides an equality of opportunity and agency in this arena, if capitalism is the antidote in this arena, why isn't it the antidote in the rest of these arenas then? Why, why should that poor black kid play Dodge the Crack Dealer in Detroit? Why shouldn't he have agency and say, you know what? If this school district sucks and they're never going to secure it, why can't I go to a place that is free of such uh, nefarious plots where I can actually learn? Why can't I go to the school of my choice? 
Why can't there be competition? Why can't I not capitalize on other opportunities that would better me here? Why deny agency to this victim? By the way, what kind of schools did a lot of those kids you're trying to grant agency go to? A lot more of them went to those kinds of public schools than Detroit Country Day High School. For the, or the Sidwell School for Friends that the Clintons sent you know, Chelsea to when they were in the White House. The hypocrisy here is rampant. Now, engaging Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on this, while it might be great for clicks, you're not changing her mind. She's a, she's a devoted, I'm sorry, um, a socialist. But there's a lot of people, particularly in your generation, Aaron, who have never been introduced to these principles before. Mm-hmm. We need to take an argument like this to people that, in, in your era and say, hey, have you wondered why you think giving these young, young athletes agency to take advantage of their likeness and brand in the open market? You ever, you ever realize that's the essence of capitalism, to, take, to have an equality of opportunity and the ability to take advantage of that? Why doesn't that work in virtually every other sector then? It's, it's really curious timing. My roommate who goes to Simpson College here in Iowa sent me a couple of, of pictures this morning, Steve. Would, would you like to know what we're, what we're in these pictures? Sure. Um, it's, it's a couple of pictures of, of something called a free speech wall. And, um, you know, along the lines of, of getting this message to, to people my age and uh, that demographic, do you want to know what's written on this so-called free speech wall? As if a free speech wall is, is not news enough. Uh, uh, displayed predominantly on there is the uh, are the words F word capitalism. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, if that's the case, then you know, just as I've asked you before, when it comes to immigration, if this is a racist, xenophobic, homophobic, patriar- patriarchal hellhole, why do you want to bring people from countries where they're already suffering to suffer even more here? If this place is so terrible, if capitalism is so bad then what would be the point of granting these athletes access to their likenesses and images to, to take advantage of them if, if there's no money to be made there? If it's a barren wasteland, that's not helping them at all. Then, then what did 76 members, 70 some odd, I don't remember if that's the exact number, 70 some odd members of the California state legislature, what were they just voting to grant those players then? If capitalism is a nothing burger. I think these are opportunities where we can score some points in the arena of ideas and we should take advantage of them. You should take advantage of my name, Dace, to get access to a subscription to Blaze TV because that means you'd get to watch today's overtime and all of the other exclusive content we do each day at the Blaze. For the rest of you, though, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.